Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. And what this means is you can't miss it. You can't escape this kind of inflation because it is widespread. You're seeing at the grocery store in food prices, meat, poultry, fish and eggs. Prices there up 12 and a half percent from a year ago. Gas prices up 50 percent. Rents up almost 4 percent from a year ago. And used car prices, if you're shopping for a new car, it's going to cost you money because used car prices are up a whopping near 40 percent. You think anybody at all? anywhere is talking about COVID. And there's some really interesting data that is out, data that that I want to share. I want to make sure you have the numbers. The numbers are extremely, extremely important. But the idea that that this this is the subject at hand, COVID, and not the economy, you're out of your mind. The economy is everything. The inflation is everything. The quits numbers, the people not going back to work, is everything. Anybody else saying otherwise is only trying to move you out of an honest conversation that is absolutely affecting America. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, it is so good to be with you. 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. How is the inflation affecting you? How is it affecting you? How is it affecting your business? I I do actually want to know this. I want to understand what is happening, because I I was talking about this yesterday, where we see an inflation at 7%. Year over year, Seven uh, percent. Meanwhile, the Dow is up 142. The Nasdaq is down 120. Who knows what actually moves those people? But there are some people talking that this past month, ten uh, percent. But the number everyone's talking about is seven percent. But I have had a multiplicity of people reach out to me and be like, "Oh no 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 no, it's not." No, it is not. It is way higher. Way higher than that. I mean, it goes without question. I had a conversation earlier with Dr. Matt Will. He's an economist at the University of Indianapolis, mattwill.com. And, and we talked about, you know, what, what is it that we're seeing here? Especially when you have people like Secretary Buttigieg saying, well, you know, the, those, trans, those transportation issues, the s- supply chain issues, you know, if the countries uh, overseas don't have the people to make the goods, we can't, we can't get the goods. And that's the problem. Is that the problem? A-T-T-W-I-L-L dot com is where you can find them. First, let's talk about this 7% that we're dealing with uh, over the previous year, highest since 1982. Is this what you expected? Is this higher than you what you expected? Or is that 7% actually low and we're somehow not accounting for things? 
Well, you know what, Tony, if you go back and just listen to our conversations just about uh, five or six months ago, I said exactly that this was going to happen. It was not transitory. And I think 7% is low. I think there's going to be more to the picture than what we see because the way they calculate the CPI is a very, very old basket of goods. In reality, it, the, insur- the inflation rate is probably higher. I can't tell you the exact number, but my guess would be in the 10% range minimum. Now, that would be in terms of, uh, of a psychological barrier would, would create in people fear, panic, all these kinds of things. But what we're talking about is it just costs more to buy the everyday things. And something that we did discuss, something that you mentioned about six months ago, now is the time to buy things because your money is going to be worth less. Uh, not worthless, but worth less uh, in, into 2022. And that's exactly what we're seeing. I think the question is, when does this end? But, Tony, it's not going to end because the the cause of this is very simple. It's government. Government causes inflation. They create it by spending money. They create it by printing money. It's a very simple formula. Milton Friedman won a Nobel Prize for this. It's not complex. Yet the the government likes to blame it on other people. This government, Tony, is a socialist-oriented government. They're going to spend more money, and that's going to cause more inflation. And even though the Fed has said they're going to try to control inflation, they're fighting Um, fiscal policy. Tony, the government wants to spend. Joe Manchin will not hold out forever. At some point, they're going to spend the trillions of dollars they want to spend, and that will add fuel to the fire. Talking to Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis. Let's get back to this uh, supply chain issue, which uh, I've made my argument that just because the holidays are over doesn't mean the supply chain issues are are over. Uh, You had spent some time on the West Coast. You had seen uh, the ports not working. It was President Biden who said, we're going to have those ports working 24-7. Well, just because you say it doesn't mean that it happens uh, like that. Uh, What are you hearing about being able to get product from overseas, whether it is from China, whether it is from from, from South America, uh, and what are you hearing about uh, the ports and their ability to adapt to a 24-7 or a 24-6 or a 26, or are they actually doing more, uh, working more hours? Tony, they're, they're working slightly more hours from what I've heard. They've not adapted. Yesterday, Los Angeles port still had 60 container ships off the port. That number is down only because the demand is down from the holiday shopping season. Tony, they haven't fixed the problem. There is no fix in sight. And I, I, I want to point out something here. I'm tired of the politicians either lying or being ignorant about COVID and supply chain causing inflation. That's factually false. And any economist that tells you that is lying to your face. Because if you spend an extra dollar because of COVID, you're not spending it somewhere else, Tony. So the aggregate inflation will not go up. COVID doesn't cause us. It may cause you to displace where you spend your money, Tony. You may spend it over here rather than over there. But the total inflation will not be impacted by COVID. Now, I will have more of this uh, interview coming up, my conversation with economist uh, Dr. Matt Will, University of Indianapolis. But it's a really interesting conversation about how the how dollars move and and how these things are are affecting us. What isn't questionable is whether or not we're affected. We are affected. And we are affected far more than the administration or politicos want to give us credit for. We are affected in far greater ways, and they are trying to downplay it. 
downplaying the economic reality of America is job number one for this administration. And how do they downplay it? Screaming about voting rights. Screaming about January 6th. Oh, my goodness. Wait till you hear Representative Kevin McCarthy. I had to record it. Uh, Off off to the races. Kevin McCarthy can smell becoming Speaker of the House. But January 6th, COVID, they they will... um, they will they will uh, uh, push the ideas. Oh, what what's the word I was looking for? Um, not not wasn't January sixth. Wasn't COVID uh, misinformation? They'll talk about misinformation morning, noon, and night, but they won't address their own. Isn't it obvious at this stage of the game that misinformation has most come from the CNN, MSNBCs, and the View? Because if it came from the political right, how did Justice Sonia Sotomayor get it so wrong? 100,000 kids in America have COVID and are on ventilators. No, they're not. 3,500 kids in America have COVID and not all are on ventilators. You only missed it by 96.5%. Missed it by that much. And then some. No, what people are talking about is like this story from NBC about a dry cleaning business. Tonight, nearly half of all small businesses say they're having to raise their prices. When the bills come in, what do you say? I mean, I'm almost floored. At their dry cleaning businesses in Maryland, Ishmael and Rochelle Wilson feel like they're the ones being taken to the cleaners. Plastic bags, shoulder protectors, receipt paper, all costing way more. This time last year, we paid $24.50 for a box of hangers. Now? Now we pay $52.95 more than for double. a box of hangers. More than double. And it's cutting into everything everything that we need to do to grow and to sustain, quite frankly. And on top of it, they'd already been struggling in the pandemic. So this Friday, the Wilsons are shutting down one of their stores. Who's better off that they've had to shut down? That's the cost of inflation. That's what Americans are talking about. That's what Americans are talking about. So what I want to know is, how is it affecting you? You're a small business owner. Tell me what's happening what is it that you are experiencing 833-468-8669 got tony i want to hear from you small business owners what is it that you're dealing with what has this inflation done for you and if somehow things are better i want to hear that as well because we've seen some things be better the purchasing of rolls royces and bentleys is through the roof in the world of spirits the higher end is through the roof People are spending. Is that all over now? 833-468-8669. Keep it right here. This is Tony Katz today. I will share with you coming up, Senator Kirsten Sinema, Democrat of Arizona, on the floor of the Senate, the well of the Senate, sharing her support for the filibuster, her opposition to getting rid of it, it is actually quite a moving speech. I mean, it's, it's still going on. I, I was checking it out during the break. It's, she's compelling. 
I have not seen that many public uh, statements from her, just a few. She is speaking with earnestness. She is speaking with a bit of, uh, to, to, to an extent, a, a piece of melancholy. And this goes back to the insanity of this voting rights bill, the insanity of the political left in trying to do away with the filibuster. And again, it's not the top story. The inflation is, the future of business is, and we've been sharing it. I said, what are your stories? You're a small business owner. What is it that you're experiencing? 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. You can also tell me on uh, Twitter or on Getter at Tony Katz. Let's go to Rick. Rick, welcome to the show. You're a small business owner, Rick. Uh, what What is it, without telling me the business name, what is it that you do? What's your business? We are a contractor for an internet service provider where we uh, install fiber to the home and to businesses, and our business has pretty much doubled since the pandemic. So you've been a business, you're a business that has grown because more people are working at home. Correct. Has, Has the inflation affected your pricing to those people? Okay, so... We're under contract with a, a provider. I, I'm not going to name their name, but right. they they actually provide all the materials. So we have no materials out of hand. So I don't have no idea what they're paying for or how much their uh, price has gone up. But One of the things that we said, and Rick, I, I, I appreciate the phone call because you're in a very unique kind of position there. You're not the person putting out for the goods, as we heard from this uh, dry cleaner in, in Maryland. A box of hangers used to be $25, and now it's $51. That's a doubling, more than doubling, of, of costs. But, yes, COVID has caused people to work from home. They have needed more Internet. I have a second. I have two Internet sources in my house because of what I do. That makes a rational uh, sense. Let me go to the other Rick right now uh, there. Josh is in studio for producer Ari today. Uh, The other Rick, you're in the headlight restoration business, right? Rick? Talk to me, Rick. You do headlight restoration. I guess not. So the question is, are your businesses costing more? Now... I am in a weird space because while I I do radio, I'm also a small business owner and I don't have those hard costs. I I create content. I will tell you that I went about a bit of of a spending spree. I have new cameras. I have new lights, some new uh, computers. Is it possible that if I had bought this stuff six months prior, I bought it, you know, close to, to, to the end of, uh, 2021, um, because we have a lot more content coming, would it have cost me a few hundred dollars to get less? Very possibly. Very possibly it could have. I was just amazed that I was uh, able to find things considering the lack of things that are available out there in the, in the world of technology because of chips and, 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 and other issues. We shouldn't be surprised that it's possible for someone to say, no, no, no. Things for me have gone okay. But it would be odd, to, you know, because of a specific business. Like, for example, if you are, you're, you're in the internet providing business and everybody's on Zoom, we get it. 
makes perfect sense. Somebody is in the business of selling surgical masks. They had a fantastic 2021. It doesn't matter what the inflation does. That isn't true of the vast majority of businesses. Let me try Rick again, headlight restoration business. Rick, what is it that you're experiencing? Well, we just finished up the best two years of our business. My wife and I, we just we work together. Uh, business is great because used cars. We fix up uh, the rest, the foggy, cloudy headlights, so the de- new dealers don't have new cars. So they're having to rely more on the used cars. Uh, so our business has really been great. But the uh, inflation rate is, you know, we spend more money on gas, we spend more money on materials. So what we've gained in business, we've kind of lost the other end. So we're probably holding our own, unlike other people. But uh, do you, still, do you consider be yourself net positive, or all things considered, net neutral? Yeah, we're super busy. Yeah, we're happy about that. But if the inflation had not gone up, man, we would have been up by X percent. We're holding our own. We're we're glad to just be holding our own. That's an interesting take, man, because when you start the conversation, and that's why you got to dig in, that's why you got to talk to people, right? Because when you start the conversation, Rick, it's like, man, we are killing it. And then you take a look at what's happening, you're like, all right, maybe we're not killing it as as much as as we thought, but you're just thankful to be holding your own. Yeah, we're doing more cars, but uh, the bank account's not growing so much. You know, we're, we're pretty much just hanging in there. Well, that's exactly it. Has has anything about the inflation kept you? I mean, if if you do it as a, as a small business, you and your wife, maybe that's just a, by by design. If if the inflationary part hadn't kept you from keeping more dollars as opposed to paying out more dollars, would you have hired somebody? Would you have tried to grow a different way? Would there be an advertising push? Is there money you would have spent that wasn't even a question because you weren't able to spend it because it wasn't there? Well, I've been wanting to buy an RV, but I can't do that. So I'm just hanging in there. So if I, I think if the if if things had been going great and kept the business up, I would have been driving an RV by now, and that's not happening yet. Rick, I I appreciate the call, and I thank you very much, and uh, I, I wish you the best of luck in the business. But that whole that conversation right there, the unintended consequences. He's not able to spend his money his way because he has to spend it on the things to exist. Therefore, the RV business is down and somebody doesn't have a job. Bastiat is screaming from beyond the grave. That is interesting. Meanwhile, Kevin McCarthy. He is taking Democrats to task. And the press, they only care about January 6th. Oh, you got to hear it. Keep it right here. This is Tony Katz today. Inflation rises, you show up. That's a good thing, I guess. Well, let's begin. In one week, it will mark one year since President Biden took office. And we should all be asking ourselves one question. Is America better off after 12 months of one-party rule in Washington. Well, isn't that, of course, the right question? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Kevin McCarthy speaking. They're doing, you know, the Republicans do their their legislative briefing, and they do this with reporters. But McCarthy just told the January 6th 
commission to pound sand. He's not going to be a part of it. And he's gearing up to win the House, and he could be Speaker of the House. He most probably will be Speaker of the House. So 2022 is a year for him to really set some hardcore agenda, really put himself out there, and most importantly, stick it to Speaker Pelosi. I don't think that should be the most important thing, but I think he's going to do it. So he was speaking, giving the legislative briefing, talking about inflation, and he was was pointed. That increase you see there all happened under President Biden's watch. To put that number in perspective, here is the real impact inflation is having on soaring prices. Americans are paying on a daily basis. 50% in gas, used cars up 37%, hotels 28, beef 19. Now that's only if you could actually find it. Consumers been to the store recently? Over the past week, Americans have shared their experiences of dealing with empty shelves and sparse supply while doing their grocery shopping. By nearly every single measure, America is worse off than we were before Joe Biden took office. And despite the slews of ongoing crisis, what did the president do and where did he travel this week? Did he go to a school to advocate for our children to return to the classrooms? No, he did not. Not to one of the communities dealing with the historic crime surge. And we know he didn't go to the border to see the situation firsthand because he's been avoiding that crisis all year. No, the President of the United States went to Atlanta to appease his Twitter base, spreads falsehoods, and to disparage millions of Americans. You know, the Biden agenda is now so toxic that the Daily Beast, now that's a far from a right-leaning publication, recently dubbed it as a build back quieter because even Democrats are actively avoiding talking about it. And by the way, I have a question for all of you. Did anyone in this room find out where Stacey Abrams' scheduling conflict was all about? Oh, damn. Well, maybe we just found the answer. I told you. I warned you. This was going to get. This is where he's at. He's at punching the Democratic Party in the face. And and Joe Biden deservedly is taking the heat for that despicable speech in Georgia. All Republicans are Bull Connor. They're all in favor of Jim Crow. He, he is getting panned by the right and the left for that speech, and rightfully so. I'll get into more of it, but let's bring it back to uh, Kevin McCarthy. Accomplishments. <clears throat> I know that record will be higher than 30 retirements as it goes. Who can blame these Democrats? The only thing they have to show their constituents for the past year is how they succeeded in making life harder for the average American. And they have done is push more mandates and more controls. House Republicans understand the priorities of the American people. They want prices to come down. They want their kids' schools open. They want safer communities to be able to walk in their neighborhoods in a sense that their government is listening to their needs. Now, if entrusted with the majority, House Republicans will dedicate our legislative an accountability agenda to focusing on the true needs of the American people. This is a commitment we make as a conference. 
we will not lose sight of why you elected us to represent you in Washington. With that, let's open it up for questions. Yes, ma'am. Told you he was going to be rough and tumble. He is not going to spend a second not going after Biden. Uh, They're weak. The amount of resignations amongst Democrats is massive. Massive. Yes, you'll see some Republicans retire. I think the big one was from Indiana, Trey Hollingsworth, saying he's not going to run for for re-election. That's the Indiana 9th District. But all politics are local. He may be running for governor or senator in Indiana. The, the, the amount of people not running in the Democratic Party is because they know it's over. They're going to lose. At least that's certainly where we are today, and that's how they're playing it based on the information they have today. Kevin McCarthy can, can, can smell it. He can smell it being speaker. Oh, and Joe Biden right now is incredibly weak and looks feckless as can be, and the Democratic Party has no bench. Another thing, the Democratic Party has no bench. That's why people are seriously considering Hillary Clinton, which is going to bring about a whole racism thing because Hillary is going to bypass Kamala Harris, and that's bigoted. Hoo-wee. This is going to be fun. Anyway, back to Kevin McCarthy. Chief said that was above his pay grade to make the answer. I asked him, well, who's above you? Simple question about magnetometers coming before the cap before the chambers. They said, well, if another speaker comes in and decides they're to go, they go. Another question to the Sergeant of Arms was, has the January 6th committee asked for any of the communications from the former Sergeant of Arms to the speaker that day? To the best of his knowledge, they have not asked for any of that. The more we learn about the situation the more we find that from investigation to investigation, the changes made in the Capitol Police Intel Department in November of not providing them information going further has been a real problem on the basis for that day. And the core of what we need to have happen here is why was this building so ill-prepared and how do we make sure that never happens again? Yes, Mr. Leader. In the spirit of disclosing private conversations, did you tell House Republicans on a January 11th phone call that President Trump told you he agreed that he bore some responsibility for January 6th, as Chairman Thompson's letter indicates? I, I'm not sure what call you're talking about. So the January. Yes, sir. I mean, you, I'll see an end doing. We're doing That's okay. okay. Yes. You, you right. battled. You battled the creation of an outside commission from the start. You also opposed the select committee. Well, that's you said, not true. Well, well, you also Go said. Go ahead and ask your question. I, I'll, okay. I'll verify what's true. I appreciate that. But you said, sure, you'd be willing to testify about your conversations. Yeah, with what Donald was the date Trump. of that? That was in May of last year. Okay. And you're now saying you won't agree to voluntarily cooperate. Okay. So why should the public not conclude that you're trying to hide something here and hide the facts from getting out? Great question. I hope everything gets corrected at CNN. Well, can you all that with the, your employees. Um, after January 6th, you can state this. Who was the first person to offer a bipartisan commission to look at that day? Was it me? I'll help you. The answer is yes. Nancy Pelosi waited four months. In that time period, as we came here and discussed many times, you were here, you would ask me questions. My fear 
began to erode that she'd play politics with this. You watched it unfold and unfold how she would prepare that who can who could have a subpoena power, who can have the scope, continuing to fight it all along the way that we now found she just played politics while the Senate had two committees. Bipartisan look at what happened on January 6th. The FBI was doing their own investigation. And you all know the role of Congress, the only role we have is legislative. You asked me that question in May. That was two months before Nancy Pelosi decided for the first time in history by any speaker to deny the minority to even put their individuals on a committee. So when you asked me that question, never did I think a speaker would play such politics and then appoint a chairman who starts the committee by saying the only person out of bounds is the speaker. And now that we find, even when we ask to preserve that information with the sergeant of arms, that they will not provide. Maybe if Nancy Pelosi had done what other speakers would do, and not play politics with it, there could have been a different answer. If you're subpoena, yes, sir. you defy a yes, subpoena? Or right, you right. defy a subpoena? Notice how it's all about January 6th, January 6th, January 6th, January 6th, January 6th! The focus doesn't stop, the focus doesn't change. It's, it's pathetic. Pathetic. What are you trying to hide? And of course, Kevin McCarthy just wants to... Beat the, he's going to punch him in the face. Just going to punch him in the face. That's all there is to it. Now, is Kevin McCarthy wrong for taking this tact? I don't, I don't think so. I really and truly don't think so. I think that this is right where he wants to be. I think this is how he's going to inspire Republicans to come out and vote. Because that's his job this year. Raise the money. Get Republicans to the polls. No one should be surprised by any of this. I have got a lot to get to, including this Biden angry old man thing. This Biden angry old man thing, this is real. The inflation, that's also real. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. So as I've been discussing, Biden is getting just panned everywhere. I mean everywhere for his horrific speech in Georgia, insulting, terrible, nonsensical about voting rights, except by Speaker Pelosi, who just love it, love it, loves it. No, I stand with the president. I think that I, I thought his speech was wonderful and i stand with him in the fight for voting rights uh, i no criticism of mr durbin he has to do what he has to do vis-a-vis his own members and the rest the only criticism i would make too i wouldn't say they're criticisms but observations nobody knows who bull connor is you know if we're making the case that they were going to be with Martin Luther King or Bull Connor. Who's that? We'll be with Martin Luther King or the people, Martin Luther King and John Lewis or the people who unleash the fierce dogs on them. That's who Bull Connor is. Strom Thurmond, 
None of us have a lot of happy memories about Trump. So, again, since you asked my critique of the president's speech. It's totally fine to paint all Republicans as racists. Totally, totally cool. I will get more into uh, the the, the story. Uh, A question for the watch people out there, for the Rolex people out uh, there. Um, I, I have always been a fan of watches. Always, 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 uh, for for years, and and I looked at actually, you know, how do you create them? The whole concept of horology, it's it's really art. One of the reasons I don't wear a, a an Apple Watch, and I, you're more than welcome to, is I think a watch tells a story. It, it, it does. It, it tells this great story about who who you think you are and, and how you present yourself. Sometimes the watch is a story, whether it's a family thing or or a whole whole bunch of of, of history to it. So I, I wear a, uh, a a 1959 gold Hamilton. Uh, it's not the most expensive watch in, in, in the world. But Hamilton is one of like the original American watchmakers. And it's what's known as a thinematic. It's got this very Art Deco 50s feel to it. It's from 59. It's, it's just super cool. Super cool. But what's amazing about, as, as I bring up Rolex is that nothing retains its value and grows its value more. I mean, there's IWC, there's Patek Philippe. I'm a huge fan of uh, from, from Tag Heuer. The Monaco Golf. Oh, that is something I want. Like, like, that's something where I'll be like, okay, I'll spend the money. Want that in my collection, right? Want it. The Rolex thing is absolutely amazing. Because in terms of just name ID, Apple. McDonald's, like the Rolex symbol, Rolex, that's it. That's top. And still to this day, the Submariner is, is, is like top. Don't get me wrong, the dates just are beautiful. I mean, I actually, there are other uh, Rolexes I like more. But Submariner, I mean, people go, they go crazy. They go out of their skull for it, and the, and the value keeps going up. There's a whole conversation about how uh, back in the day, and it might still be today, in Cuba, the Rolex was currency. Which is one of the reasons why people do buy them and they're willing to spend the money on them. They see it as investment. And if things go south, things go bad, they can always sell the watch or trade the watch for the thing. That's how much value it it, it keeps. The question uh, before us is, at what moment is it no longer of value? So I'm actually asking this question out of curiosity, not because uh, I'm going to go about buying a whole bunch of Rolexes. I mean, that's just that's just not the way um, it is, well, yet. <laughs> we're, we're working on it. We don't yet make that kind of kind of scratch, people. But, like, what, what, where are the places you would go online? Who are the people you would talk to where you like, okay, they have a take. They know what it is that we're looking at here. They're somebody you can trust uh, 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 on the thing and 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 is are we in a place you know where where people take cash they take dollars and they, and they want to invest in things do people really invest in this kind of stuff as a way of storing their dollars you can keep it in the bank or you can keep it in the thing like the watch and let it let it grow because the value has been indeed going up I'm curious what do you know about it what can you share Uh, about it with me. I find it fascinating. Also fascinating, 
Senator Sinema's speech about the filibuster. Dagger in the heart of the progressives. And just days after Joe Biden thoroughly humiliated himself, embarrassed himself with his violent, ugly, despicable speech in Georgia that Democrats, I'm sorry, Republicans and Democrats are both issuing, except, of course, for Speaker Pelosi, because, well, she's just going to lie right to your face. That's, that's who she is. That's what she does. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Everything at TonyKatz.com. You can also uh, send me a, a Rolex if you choose. Uh, it's fine. 40 Monument Circle, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46033. No? No, you, you just want to drop it off to me personally? Willing to arrange. Willing to arrange. This is Tony Katz today.